Welcome to the Rain Podcast, where we empower women to understand what it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus. I'm Melissa. And I'm Abby. We are your hosts. We love talking about what it means to experience clarity on your God-given mission. We hope to be an encouragement to you along your journey of what it means to reign as a strong disciple of the King in a world that is at war against what we believe. We want to walk alongside you and guide you in your day-to-day life as you experience every adventure and mission God has for you. New month, new series. Welcome back to the Rain Podcast. Last month, we talked on the importance of getting into God's Word and picking up our cross every single day. This month, we are going to pick apart God's original design for relationships with our friends and family. These two groups of people can be the best assets to our walk with God when we nourish and take care of the people He has placed in our lives. In this episode, we want to talk about one of the greatest gifts God has given us, our family. Hi, everybody. Uh, so excited. It's the month of December. Ooh, Christmas, Christmas season is here. <laughs> um, but we just wanted to start the month off to talk about relationships with family, uh, especially since maybe this year is going to look different for some people, mm-hmm. and to just really fix our eyes on God and um, what His design is for our family and how to love one another. And uh, so since we are the RAIN podcast, we've really pulled a lot of God's original design for things from uh, his design in the Garden of Eden in Genesis. And so going back to the beginning, I just want to read a passage uh, to you guys that talk about God's original design when it came to family. Uh, I love reading the creation story and seeing everything that God created. And he said each thing that he made was good. And it was good. And he created the light from the darkness, and that was good. He created the plants and the land. Everything was good. And then as you read in chapter 2, the first mention that was not good was when God said that it's not good for man to be alone. And that was the very first thing that was not good in God's creation. But when he created man in his own image, it says, The Lord God... Uh, It would be in Genesis chapter 2, starting in verse 15. The Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord warned him, You may freely eat from every tree of the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Then the Lord said, It's not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord formed from the ground all the wild animals, all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. He gives names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and the wild animals. But still, there was no helper just right for him. And so it goes into when God caused Adam to go into a deep sleep. And the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. And at last he exclaimed, This is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. Uh, So right there it just shows that God's original design was for family, uh, for man and woman to become one. And uh, then out of that, you know, God's command was to be fruitful, multiply, obviously to have children Mm -hmm. and to, to just multiply on the earth. Uh, but of course, that was at the beginning of time, and there's just been a lot of attack on the family and what God um, originally designed it to be. And a lot of times in our modern day society, 
I've found that it's hard to understand what God's real heart for family mm-hmm. is in creating the family as the first institution. Um, but some of the examples that I've learned is to try to view through the lens of uh, looking at our family as a family team. And I know Abby mm-hmm. and I have talked about that. Like, how do we live as a family, as a team working together? And some of the examples I've had was just looking at a sports team. Mm-hmm. You've got the coach and you've got the players. You meet together. You practice things. You have a coach that comes alongside and encourages you to be better. And then you work together towards the same mission. Uh, also, if you look at, like, the military, uh, they have their very unified, like, how they live in their platoon. Yeah. They're, again, unified on the same mission. They work together. They have each other's back. And it's just another example of... Uh, what I think God's heart is when he created the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just something that I've learned, uh, I've come from from bigger families, very like a lot of extended family, cousins and aunts and uncles, which is becoming kind of less and less common. Mm-hmm. Uh, and though my family isn't exactly where I thought they would be like mm-hmm. our personal family we haven't maybe ex- expanded the way that we had hoped I thought you know by now I'd be married with a bunch of little ones but God really has taught me to look backwards in my generations and to really love and appreciate the generations that have gone before me and that God really did design it not just to be a mom and a dad and children mm-hmm. but to really get to know our cousins well and our aunts and uncles, or our grandparents. There's Mm -hmm. so much to learn uh, from our grandparents, and they've walked this life a lot longer than we have. Mm -hmm. And like in Ephesians, where it talks about to honor your father and mother, and really to just honor the older generation, there's just so much wisdom that is easy to overlook if we don't take the time to spend with our grandparents. Mm -hmm. And they've, they've... walked through so many things and they can encourage us in the season that we're in right now mm-hmm. to uh to just take a deep breath and yeah. we're you're, you know they'll encourage you that you're going to get through that season and we just don't realize that like like there's a lot of people I'm guilty of it too where I think my way is right no matter what they can't I was like no my mom can't be right any no 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 but she always ends up right every <laughs> single time so that's another thing, too, that I think is our generation, like, cuts off is we don't want to hear the advice of, like, the other generations because we think they're different than us. Like, we're Gen Z. We're a different generation. Mm. They didn't go through what we went through. So I think that's another cool thing, too, is to realize that, like, our parents did go through the exact same stuff as us, maybe mm. in different forms. Like, they didn't have texting or whatever, but they definitely still had drama in high school. <laughs> they definitely still had all these problems. And I think mm. it's cool how, like, each generation gives you such good deep and rich advice for what you're going through so I think that's another good thing about your family is that they can help to give you the weapons to fight any type of battle that Satan throws at you because they've been through the exact same battles as you Mm. so I think that's a really another cool thing to think about too Mm. yeah yeah the enemy definitely wants to isolate us and think Mm -hmm. you know no one's experienced what we have before yeah but really uh history repeats itself yeah Mm -hmm. and uh, there's really nothing Uh, Song of Solomon, he says there's nothing new under heaven. Yep. And to just forego the wisdom of those who have gone before us Mm -hmm. just doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But we Uh always think we know the best when we're in the moment. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) 
Yeah, but too, like, I look, I just love studying anthropology and, like, the history of human history and how societies have worked together. Mm-hmm. And and really the, the era that we're living in is the first time that mm-hmm. families have thought they can make it on their own. Yeah. Uh, most every other generation, every t- other type of civilized community, uh, even if you look at, like, tribes of Indians, mm-hmm. they knew they needed all generations in order to survive. They needed the grandma and grandpas. They needed aunts and uncles and cousins. Mm-hmm. So when something, like if there was a death in the family and uh, maybe a young woman lost her husband, the extended family is there to like absorb that stress and that financial burden mm-hmm. that if they didn't depend on one another, they they would have just not made it. They wouldn't yeah. have survived. That's um, great. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, and so... To just remind, like, we really, there's every a gift that part. God has for us. Yeah. Yeah. And every single part is important. You might not think your grandma, who's older, can't hear very well. You might not think that she has good advice for your life, but I know that she has something too. And just like every single person has their part in your life. Like, God didn't just place your aunt or your uncle in your life, your specific life, for a reason. That every single person has something to offer at the table. There's no coincidences. That's not mm. a thing. It's, like God planned every single thing for a reason for in every single person's life. Yeah. Yeah. And though family can be the ones that we get frustrated with the most Mm -hmm. and probably have hurt us the most in many ways, family is the only thing that has been handpicked by God. Yeah. Like we can't choose our family. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can, we can choose how close we're going to be to our family. And sometimes for, for the health of the family, sometimes separation has to take place or maybe relationships don't look like we had hoped they would look. Mm-hmm. Um, but to think that we had no choice in who our mom and dad was or who mm-hmm. our aunts and uncles were or cousins, yeah. that they're handpicked by God, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. I think it's just yeah. there's hidden treasures there that year after year can be as we learn to love one another. Yeah. Um, which kind of brings me into... Uh, a quote that I recently had read, and I'm going to see if I can pull it up here on my phone. I think if I go to a different page, I'll lose it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. All right. Sorry, guys. I'm going to pull up my pictures here. I have this quote that really has spoke to me. It's from a, a man that was alive during the time of World War II. His name is Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and he lived in Germany. Uh, during World War II, and this quote said, people who love their dream of community will destroy community, but the people who love those around them will create community. That's a good quote. Yeah, and it really, like, if you replace the word community with family, the people who love their dream of family, what we think that family should be in our, like, family should look like this, and we should be having family that acts and loves and and interacts with each other in a certain way, if we love the ideals that we have in our head Mm -hmm. so much that it allows us to have expectations that maybe aren't realistic, just the love of our family, of what we think they should be, can ruin it if we don't just lay down what we think family should be and love the the family that God's put us into. Yeah, Uh, It's really just encourage me to 
you know, like I said, my family isn't exactly how I expected it to be at the age mm-hmm. that I am. I, you know, being that I thought I'd be a mom and have a bunch of little kids right now mm-hmm. and laying aside those expectations that I've had and just really loving the family and the community that mm-hmm. God's placed me in has really opened my eyes to the gifts that are all around me, mm-hmm. even though I wish my family looked different in some ways. Yeah. And it's really been teaching me how to love my extended family and how to love my my parents and my brother well, even though they're the people that can kind of rub you the wrong yeah. way the most. <laughs> yeah, often. Yes. <laughs> um, and so uh, I guess just really learning to view my family through a passage in Ephesians that says that we are God's masterpiece created in his image. Mm-hmm. The last couple of years, I've really been challenging myself to view my family members through that lens, that they are a masterpiece created in God's image. And um, as I started to look into instead of focusing so much on the things that I dislike about my family and the ways I wish we were different, uh, God really challenged me to start loving them well, like the passage that says, love our neighbor as ourself, Mm -hmm. that our neighbors are those who are closest to us and and our family are literally the closest to us, especially if we live in the same Mm -hmm. house. And to love them as I want to be loved Um, I started to just look at the different things about my dad that, you know, I can give a list of things that really frustrate me about him. Yeah. But if I started to just notice the the character qualities of him that maybe I've missed because I've been focusing on what I disliked, I started to really learn from my dad because when he's always owned his own business, but when the clock is done and he's home from work he always would leave his work at work he never really brought it home with him and it wasn't like I gotta go to this next thing I've gotta do a bunch of things this weekend Mm -hmm. he really by example has taught me how to rest well Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that when I would close my shop you know with dog grooming he taught me by example to leave work at work and when you're with family and you're with friends to be present and Mm -hmm. not work around the clock all the time yeah and he loves his um, his time off. And on Friday mornings, he says, what do you love better, Friday mornings or Monday mornings? Yeah. Because <laughs> he loves Friday mornings and the beginning of weekends. Yeah. And um, by choosing to find the positive things in him, I have yeah. my life has been enriched so much. Yeah. Um, I also, like with my mom, we, you know, for many years, especially in high school and in my 20s, we butted heads a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot. And uh, to really just take the step back and see the way that she's been created in God's mm-hmm. image, she has taught me how to love family well and love our home well. She's always just made home a safe, comforting place. She's always there when I need her. And um, I've seen God's image through her and how he created her. Mm. And it really gets our focus, again, off the things that we dislike and, yeah. and appreciating the love that, you know, God's put in our family. And then um, my brother, too, you know, growing up, just being a brother and sister, we fought like cats and dogs a lot of <laughs> our childhood. Yeah. And, uh, you know, going through our 20s as well. But um, he's opened up my world so much by, again, stopping 
in focusing on the things I disliked and loving him for who God created him to be. He has opened my eyes up to way more than I ever would have experienced. Mm -hmm. Like he is very into fitness and working out and jujitsu and he totally inspires me in that Mm -hmm. area. Um, He travels all around the world doing video and photography and he's the one that like I remember I was really nervous before going to Africa on a missions trip and he just really encouraged me like what do you've got to lose like people travel all the time Mm -hmm. and really once you get there you're going to come back so changed Mm -hmm. and it took my fear and my anxiety and uh and so uh just really there's things that he's enriched enriched my life and then yeah. also he he's always sending me podcasts of guys that I never would have listened to, yeah. but um, Jocko Willink is like a military podcaster guy, mm-hmm. and I mean manly manly podcast <laughs> that I would never even knew existed. Yeah. Or uh, Tim Kennedy, but they talk all about leadership and and um, sometimes they're a little on the gruesome side because yeah. they're talking about military stories or being in the service. But uh, again, he's enriched my life because I've stopped focusing on the negative and mm-hmm. just really thanked God for who he created my brother to be. And now we've, now we're just, you know, the, the best of friends yeah, and that's so sweet. have a lot of fun together. And I go to his house and he makes me lattes and, <laughs> and he makes me stuff. <laughs> it's a win-win. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's just kind of my little story on what God's taught me about family that even though, you know, whoever's listening to this, their family might look different than what they had hoped for. Mm-hmm. But uh, when we really fix our eyes on God, he will show himself in those he strategically placed in our lives yeah. to enhance our lives and um, help us see him through those we live with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I've learned a bit so far. But, Gabby, yeah. if you want to add what... yeah. yeah. So now that we just went over, like, what was God's original design for family, I wanted to go in a little bit on more of the people who just don't know how to get closer to their family. Like, they want that. They want that relationship with their family. But they just don't know how to get to that point where they can be that close with their brother, where they go and do things together, or be that close with their mom or dad. Because I know some people always desire that, but they just don't know how to get to that point. So I just wanted to share with you guys, like, a story of, like, When I started realizing that I was not as close to my family as I wanted to be, it was during the tragic of times that God (laughs) really changes our lives. And it's it's crazy. It's so crazy to realize that in the times where everything was so tough, we didn't get to see anybody. We were on lockdown. We were isolated. We didn't have anybody. You couldn't go see people because we weren't allowed to. Because my parents, if you know them, they're rural followers. So we did not leave the house one bit, just so everybody knows. Um... (laughs) So it was a really, really cool experience. COVID was honestly one of the best times of my life because I got Mm -hmm. to realize so much. And during COVID, that's when I started to realize that I wasn't nearly as close to my family as I'd wanted to be. During COVID, I kind of realized how much I kind of separated myself from my family and how um, things could have been like so much better. I could have had such a better relationship with everybody. Um, And during COVID, it just really showed me that. So... There's a couple things that I realized during COVID that also might help other people grow closer to their family because I can say now that I feel closer with my family than I have and been in a long, long, long time. So um, one thing that I saw during COVID that helped me to grow with my family is that 
I started becoming more selfless. I realized how selfish I was. I was so selfish. I wanted to do Abby's way, Abby this. You want me to do work? Heck no, I'm not doing that. I don't do work. I'm Abby. Like, I'm just going to sit here and do my own thing because I didn't think I had to live for others. I thought I was just living for myself. So some of the things that I would do that helped me to be less selfless is if my brothers asked me for water where they're sitting at the table and I'm standing up, I wouldn't just say, no, you got two legs, go get it yourself, like a normal country family home person would say. And I just said nicely, yeah, like for sure, I'll get you some water. Just being positive and wherever you are and just trying to make that person's life better is something that really, really changes a family. When you start giving up what you want for what your family wants is something that's just so rare that you don't see in a lot of people because we live in a right now, me, me, me world, where all it is is you only want to do what you want to do. You don't want to do anything for others. We want to be as far away from helping people as possible. So that's one thing that I saw. And then also another way to be selfless is starting to do what your brothers like, starting to do what Mm -hmm. your family likes. Mm -hmm. If my family wanted to go play football and they'd ask, hey, Abby, let's go play football or let's go play baseball, let's go play soccer. Like, who plays soccer? (laughs) I don't know. Anyways, (laughs) but my family would ask me so many times, hey, let's go do this. And there's so many times where I would pass up that opportunity to bond with my brothers and I'd say, no, I don't want to go or I don't want to do that. Like, I'm busy. Like, I I have all these things that I could be doing. Why would I want to go play a silly game? So one thing that I noticed is that I started saying yes instead of no. I started saying, okay, let's go play baseball. And we'd make the most fun memories of slipping around in mud or just doing stupid things like hitting a ball across the road and having to go get it. Just like fun memories that I'm never going to leave with me now. And now I get to have those sweet memories. Another one is that um, I stopped focusing on who else is out there. And I started focusing on who I was with. One big problem that I used to have is that I would always have my phone with me. I'd always be snapping someone. I'd always be texting somebody. I had so many people that were asking me how my day was going, what I was doing. So I'd want to keep them updated. But then I also have to realize that you got to be in the present to really grow in people's lives. You can't be stuck in somewhere else in your mind when you're talking to somebody else, when you're present with somebody. So that's a big lesson that I learned is that you need to learn how to be president, present, (laughs) present, present with your family and be there. If you're with your family, you're with your family, put away your phone, go put it in some way that you won't get distracted Mm. because of course you're going to get distracted if you see a notification on your phone, but you're with your family. So that's one big thing that I've learned. And another big um, thing that helped me to start growing with my family is that I stopped isolating myself. So I used to be a very, very, very independent person. I did not want to do anything with other people. I wanted to do everything, again, goes with the selfless or selfish, is I wanted to do everything by myself. I didn't want people in my life. I just wanted to go to my room and do nothing because that's where I live is my room. So I had this crazy big habit of just going to my room, shutting the door, not talking to anybody, just sitting on my phone, snapping people instead of talking to my family who was all sitting out in the living room. And that when I decided to change that and start going and sitting in my living room, sitting wherever my family is, going and bugging my brothers in their rooms till they got annoyed of it and start to make creative ways to lock their doors so I can't get in. But it's so much more fun if you go out and sit there with your family. You make so many memories. Just your presence of being there. You don't even have to talk. You could be on your phone in the living room and just your presence of being there changes the whole atmosphere of the room because it feels like a family. You're all just sitting there together. So that was another big thing. And then another one is that I would start asking my brothers about their life as I'd start getting into their lives because I was shut off from every single person's life. I wouldn't ask anything because it was, again, selfish. All I wanted to do was me, me, me. 
So I started asking updates on their life. Hey, like, are you interested in any girls? Any girls in your life? <laughs> um, how's school going? How's your friends? Like, how's this so-and-so friend? Just starting new conversations with people and with my, with my brothers and my parents and things like that just helps you to grow so much because you're missing out on so much of their life if you don't keep updated with them and they're your family. So it's kind of, like, sucks when I would hear something that I didn't even know was going on for, like, two months so that's another big one I saw for bonding is that you just need to apply yourself to their life. You need to, mm-hmm. sure, it might be uncomfortable at first to ask your brother, hey, like, how's your life going? Like, what's up? Because that just seems really nosy and it seems things that are, like, it's a weird thing, especially if you're a girl asking about your brother because they don't really like to talk. <laughs> or, or just playing, like, asking about, hey, what new video game you like to play? Something small, just keeping up with their lives. Those are something that I saw that helps you to really bond with your family. <laughs> but... Um, once I started doing that, it just made me feel so much better on the inside to know that I had a whole, like Missy said earlier, a whole team behind me, a whole group of supporters that are going to be there for me no matter what, that even if the world is going south, I still have my family here next to me. Even if I somehow lost all my friends from something I did, Mm -hmm. if I lost every single person in my life, I would still have my family. So that's something that I thought was really, really cool. And that's what I loved about this topic. But that about wraps it up for everything that I had to say. But just the point of just that everything is so much sweeter when you're so much closer to your family. Totally. Yeah, it mm-hmm. sure is. Yeah. These gifts right here under our roof. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Um, and, you know, I was just tying that in, like, for those that maybe don't have family close by or have severed relationships with their mm-hmm. family. I was just thinking as Abby was talking that God still is the God of, of family and community. And even if we are uh, separated in any way, whether it's relationship or miles, that God does place us, the lonely, into families. And even when he sent out his disciples, he sent them out in twos. And he sent them to cities that had established families that were um, established within the city. So he never, a lot of times in the New Testament, we can think, oh, you know, going and serving God, it's just a, an individual traveling the world and doing missionary work. But he very strategically took and sent people two by two into families of each city. And so if you have been longing for that family, especially during the holiday season, um, just ask the Lord to reveal to you families that are in your church or your neighborhood that you can connect with and uh, he'll he'll definitely put people on your heart and don't be afraid to give them a call or or ask for you know to just set up time to get together Mm -hmm. or go spend time with you know the family and their kids Mm -hmm. that um, if you're really longing for that family relationship just because maybe you don't have blood relatives close by that those that he's put us in our neighborhoods in our church communities we can still live as family mm-hmm. uh, that's a, I, I didn't even think about that that but that's such a good point is that you have so many opportunities for family out there family isn't just strictly blood family could be the old lady at the back of the church who nobody talks to mm-hmm. it could be the little boy who doesn't have a parent or anybody to help him teach him life like family can be anything mm-hmm. so that was such a good point missy i loved that how you can make family whatever it is your family could be right out there and you don't even know it just by reaching out, extending, being selfless, going and talking to people and going and making those connections. That's such a big, like, 
part that we all are a family here. We're all mm-hmm. from Adam and Eve. We're all from God. God yeah. created everyone. We're all a big family here on earth. We so, are. <laughs> yeah, that. that was a good point. Awesome. Yay. Yay, God. Yay, God. <laughs> so, everyone, I think that wraps up for the first topic of our relationship series on family today. We hope that you guys use this knowledge to spend more time with your family and get closer to them or those God's placed in your, your neighborhood. We challenge you to try to incorporate more family time into your days to help bring your family together. Join us next week, or I guess that'd be in two weeks, and we're mm-hmm. going to talk about uh, the next topic in our December series on friendships and relationships. Mm-hmm. So bye, guys. Have a great week. Bye. <laughs>